If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. Five, two. Debbie Bergemeister is our guest today. Debbie's been a previous guest on podcast number 012. If you'd like to go back and listen to that podcast, if you haven't heard about Debbie before or heard her on the podcast, today she's going to talk to us about 10 tips for beginner horse lovers to have a safer start with horses. How are you, Deb? Great, Glennis. Thank you. Deb, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this particular subject? You know, what you like, we talk about your background in the previous podcast, but just a bit more depth about why you've started with this subject, 10 tips for beginner horse lovers to have a safer start with horses. It's a great one. It's a a really good one. And and I'm sure that people are going to benefit from it. But just tell us a bit about your background in that area. Yeah, definitely. I suppose just because I've been riding my whole life for sort of 40 years now and had my horse riding school where for 11 years, I really do focus on the beginners and have really enjoyed getting people started from the ground up and actually getting them to make the right decisions before they move forward with their horse journey. It's something that's such a touchy subject for people that have the child that really wants that first horse. And, you know, my mission now is to really help people give them the resources and the knowledge they need before they move forward to buying that first horse. And that's kind of my mission now to to help that. Good, good. And just thinking about that, you know, that's going to, you know, if you can get people to start, like they're obviously keen to start, and then once they've started, if they can stay in the industry, it's only going to expand the industry and make it better, isn't it? You know, if they've got that safe start and they want to keep going then. Yeah, and more knowledgeable horse handlers and riders for the future, for sure. Yep, yep. So we've got your first tip is get professional advice. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, um, this is more so that so you do get the right advice and to prevent accidents. There's the cost of insurance for horse sports these days is nearly going up $100 a year, which is mm-hmm. huge, especially in my horse sport. So to, we really do need to start bringing that, bringing that rate back down and the whole horse industry needs to really assist those people and encourage them to learn from a professional, get lots of knowledge, lots of advice. Horses are dangerous animals if you don't do things right. So mm-hmm. we really want to get people started a lot better by someone who's very experienced and has had that life experience with lots of different horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about a message for people? Because getting professional assistance, professionals are professionals because that's their living and they've got to eat and they've got to have a make a living. What about those who say, well, it's going to be cheaper to just go out and buy a horse and I'll learn from if I just go out and buy a horse? Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, definitely just going out and buying one is probably where the accidents come into play because you really need to know how to handle that horse in different situations, how to ride that horse and ride that horse up to a canter so that you can handle anything that that horse is capable of. So that horse, you know, horses are capable of galloping and going sideways and doing silly things sometimes. So you need to know how to ride that and handle it so you don't get hurt. And just jumping out and buying that horse can be very, very costly because then you'll have to probably go get lessons and get that horse trained on top of having the cost of feeding and vet bills, which can be up to $100 a week if you Mm -hmm. don't own your own horse property. So it's a little bit of a, a false claim that you can have your own horse anyway, but then 
you know, that it's and going to be cheaper. And save money than, is not yeah. really the, the that's pathway. Right. Yeah, That's right. That's right. All right. Now, tell us about the type of gear that you're going to need or invest in to learn to ride properly. Yeah, definitely uh, investing in a good pair of riding boots because when you're riding and when you're around a horse, Getting your foot trodden on is quite painful and I'm amazed the amount of people, well, horse people, that let their children go around horses with thongs on. So just the importance knowing and having the right gear. And when you're learning to ride with a pair of riding boots, the heel actually does act to keep you safe so your mm-hmm. foot doesn't fall through the stirrups. And a good, comfortable, fitting helmet, really, if, if you have a fall, you need that helmet to do its job. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, just going along for someone who wants to buy a horse and a friend says, oh, I've got the fantastic horse for you. What have you got to say about that? You know, how many horses should they actually look at to see what's the best one for them? Yeah, definitely. Usually if there's good horses around, yes, the right advice, the the, the paying the right amount of money to get that well-educated horse. Generally, if someone's quite pushy to get you to buy that, especially that first horse, sometimes they have something to gain themselves by um, selling that horse to you and may not be looking at what's the best option for that person. So, you know, it definitely shouldn't be something that's pushed on you. Mm. And just no harm in looking to buy a horse get videos of a horse before you even go look at them. You'll save yourself a lot of time and having a video of that walk, trot, canter and then getting that professional advice of someone that you trust that may not have an interest in that sale of that. Someone that's not going to gain financially out of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what sort of person would you have? You know, someone might say, look, I've I've had horses all my life, but does that really mean they've had the experience? Yeah, sometimes it does. Um, mm. You know, someone with age that's been with horses their whole life and been through having kids with horses knows the importance of the safety of having that right horse for a child. So, yeah, usually sometimes, you know, qualifications aren't the be-all and end-all. Sometimes when they're looking to buy that first horse, it from a lot of experience by people that have been there, done that. Mm, But you really want to know that they've got the experience around a lot of different types of horses and even different disciplines. Yeah, and probably an accomplished person, not someone that's just been around horses, someone that has competed and done a lot of disciplines. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they do know the capabilities of of different horses. If they're not certified, at least they are a professional in their own right in their, their competition for sure. Yep, yep. Now, something you've got here, remember, starting out should be fun. Let's talk about that. That's number six. Yeah, starting out, it really does have to be an enjoyable experience. Um, Sometimes you will start learning to ride and you could be starting to learn about different disciplines and then go be talking about, oh, let's, you know, move into what you need to compete a horse. Everything has to be something that you look forward to doing. So if you're not looking forward to it, generally you might not be in the right space. So you might not be ready to do any competing with that horse and you may not ever want to. You might just want to learn all those skills. Confidence is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely horses, you've got to love them, number one, but really probably look forward to that riding experience and wanting to learn to ride. Yeah. When it's not fun and it's, yeah, not enjoyable, then it really does stop people from progressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about riding lessons and, you know, people getting 
lessons from an experienced person. What else do they need besides riding lessons? Yeah, I suppose, you know, essentially before you get riding lessons, it's ideal if you can learn about horse care and how to lead a horse, handle that horse, what goes into preparing that horse for riding, grooming, taking up, feeding horses. If you're lucky enough, your local riding centre or horse place, horse stud might be keen for some extra help around the place. And, And just by following someone around doing their job with horses, you can gain a lot to learn. And that just establishes is a better relationship with a horse before you actually get on their backs. So it's very important. And if you haven't done that type of thing, if you haven't done all the groundwork, then yeah, definitely you wouldn't be going into a buying a horse until you have done that groundwork. Yep, yep. Now you've got, you know, which I think is an important point, is about understanding horses involves hard work. It's not just all about coming down and giving the horse a carrot and patting them and uh, getting on a horse that someone's already saddled up. But do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I suppose seeing a lot of the young kids or even adults that come through my centre, I can really pick and tell those people that are going to stick with horses forever mm-hmm. because there'll be a bit of manure lying around and they'll grab that shovel or, you know, ask, Deb, can I clean that up? And I, I know for starters that person's going to stick with horses. So just it really is important that people do see the work that goes on behind the scenes because it is hard that daily commitment to your horse you know and how to you know use a shovel and clean up and all those things are you know general household things really Mm, mm. and if you don't like the smell of manure really you're not going to stick around horses for long (laughs) and a lot of horse uh, tasks like tying knots and fixing things just enable you to then move on to having that horse farm where you can actually manage your farm and sometimes that's experience isn't it is you know you don't learn to fix things every day but if you're experienced enough and around horses and you're with someone who cares for the horses and cares for the facilities you learn things like that you learn how to tie knots Mm. you learn how to do all this and it's through the exposure of being around the horses oh definitely yep Mm. definitely and seeing the things that can go wrong and then you're seeing how they're managed for Mm. sure Mm. if you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor or even if you aspire to be one Have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website, horsechats.com. All right, the next one you've got here, number nine, is conquer the fear and learn how to manage horses safely. Yeah, this is probably the hardest thing for some people because they just have that love for horses, but they do have that fear. Once the fear is gone, they just prosper and develop. So it does depend whether that fear can be conquered. And again, going back to that doing slowly, that groundwork Mm -hmm. can play a big part in that. And, you know, starting out with that horse that gives them that confidence to move forward. So, yes, with fear, you do get hurt, especially um, on the ground, I guess, is, is more so. Or, you know, when that horse is centred on your back, they will try to do little things that they normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, knowing that you do have to become the boss and not let that horse control you. And horses, they do sense that fear incredibly and will push you around with their head, with their feet, with their shoulders. Mm. So, yeah, it is lovely having that first riding school experience, that lovely quiet horse 
But then just being a little bit challenged and seeing things that happen around the horse and being able to step up to the plate, I guess, is something that needs to happen at some point throughout the horse handling and experiences. Mm. And something I was going to say, you know, just about managing horses safely, we'd already talked about making sure the horse is the right one for you. And we've also talked about making sure we get professional coaches, preferably someone who's got experience with lots of horses. So if you sort of have got the right horse and the right people around you helping you, you might get challenged just a tiny bit outside your comfort zone, but they're not going to put you into a dangerous situation. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah, when the danger comes in, that's when your confidence can go back 100 steps and Mm, getting getting back over that is very difficult. Yep, yep. All right, now we talked about going out just outside the comfort zone. What have you got? You've got um, make sure your instructor challenges you to progress and constantly move forward with your riding skills to learn new things. So we don't want to, yeah, if you feel like you're at a certain stage, but you want to progress and keep moving, just talk a little bit about that. Mm, It's probably like school, I guess. Uh, When things get hard, some people give up and um, it is actually about getting to the end of school and having these amazing skills that you can walk into the workforce with. So, you know, staying at the walk or a little slow trot, it just doesn't prepare you for what's needed to have that whole riding experience and owning horses because horses sometimes can get spooky or naughty or it's a bad weather the day and the wind is everywhere. Um, You could be on a trail ride and moving to that next step where a car goes past really fast and you need to know how to handle that. So you just need to make sure if you are getting riding assistance from someone that they do, you are constantly learning something new. There is so much to learn with horses, I've actually in the back of one of my books, I've got all the stepping stones of what you can do through the levels of horse riding. And that's the thing that as a parent, you should be starting to see for your kids that they are starting to learn all these new things. So once you've got those basics, you need to be moving up to the canter, learning how to go faster and slower, how to turn and manoeuvre your horse in different things. And, and then starting to get exposure to different horse disciplines to see where you fit in the world of horses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, just tell us a little bit more about that book. Is that the Horse Riding Lessons for Beginners? Yes. Mm. So I wrote it a little while ago and then launched it last year, um, more so to really assist people in that step-by-step process. So it's, it acts as a little bit of a workbook as well when you're going through that stage of learning to ride. So it is a great starting point for sure. hmm mm-hmm. And we'll put those details on the bottom of your page. Now, your next book, you've got Equine Essentials Cheat Sheet Summaries. That's been published? Yeah, so that's also been published and that's sort of stemmed from a lot of my students sometimes going down that path of what do I need to know to buy that first horse? Mm-hmm. What should I go out and buy? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, everyone loves going to a saddlery. So, yeah, I've put together the next book's called GG Talks Equine Summaries, mm-hmm. um, Equine mm-hmm. Essentials, and um, it is more pretty much a cheat sheet that you can just go through and go, tick off everything that you, oh my gosh, I need to learn that. I need to get that. I need to learn. So it's got a a suggestion for a first aid kit. It's if you're looking at keeping a horse, how you would keep it. And that book really is just that summary. And then every subject in that book could go into an expanded version of knowledge. (laughs) All right. So the other thing is too, that 
this particular interview is not just about for beginner riders, it's also about coaches who are teaching beginner riders. You know, just going back and thinking if you're an instructor and you've got a beginner rider or a group of beginner riders, you know, go through these 10 steps. If you need to, you can recommend the books to your student and they'll be on the page at Horse Chats, which will be horsechats.com slash Debbie Burgermeister. And if you have a bit of trouble spelling Burgermeister, if you go to horsechats.com and then just search for Debbie, you'll find that. And the other thing is too, the horseridinghub.com.au will leave those details on that page as well, Deb. So if people are interested, either they're starting with horses or they've got students who are starting with horses, they can direct them to those books or that website. Yeah, thanks, Glennis. Yep, the horseridinghub.com.au is that that purpose to support people in that stepping stone experience with horses Good. and to assist in, in local centres that can help them. Perfect. All right, Deb, well, I'll talk to you later and uh, hopefully you'll come back soon about with another 10 tips that are really going to be helpful for people. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Glennis. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 